everybody. Welcome back to the Iconis Podcast. I'm your host, Barry3D. I'm here I'm with... Other old... oh, go by DJ Rod C. <laughs> what? <laughs> so we're back again uh, to continue where we left off with, with part two of our Justice League on the Zack Snyder cut. So the first part, we kind of talked mm. about our overall feeling of it. Now we're going to go a little bit deeper into what we think about it, uh, you know, different people's story arc within the, the series, maybe more of the spoiler. So once again, this is a heavy spoiler alert. So if you watch the first one and this is part two and, and you're clearing, clear, you know, coming in and you're not realizing it's a spoiler alert, this will be a heavy spoiler episode. Um, so we're trying to do it out of respect. By the time this gets re- released, you should have watched it at this point. Someone, someone should have seen something at least, at least half of it, three quarters of it. Three quarters of it. tenth of it. Do, do, do it's some credit. justice. You should have seen some. You should have seen some. Right. So I went and I watched this thing again. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, I think you did the same thing too, Rod. Yeah, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. And still liked it the second time around? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you still, you, you know, you're finding little stuff you might have missed before and little nuances and stuff along that line. But definitely, you know what? It's, um, it holds. To me, it still holds better. Not say better. Mm-hmm. But this version give, is filling up the gaps. It's filling up the holes of what you saw in your first your first run through, and yes. then you realize, like, okay, the Zack Snyder cut has X Y Z, and you say, ah, now I now I can see why everything kind of fell into place. So yeah, no, definitely, it still holds. It still holds water as that old saying goes, and everything is good from there. Perfect. Well, it, it is for me. I mean, this is something that um, my only next wish for this personally for this particular project is they got to put it on like a, a Blu-ray. So I want to own it. I want a physical copy. That's, that's what I want. Right. I, um, want, I want a physical Blu-ray copy. You know, I, 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 it's, I mean, it's fun to stream. Don't get me wrong. And you can always stream it <laughs> and it's fun to watch. But this is something that I really want to get behind. Uh, I think it was special, you know, for me, for myself personally. I have a lot of the Justice League uh, one-shot cartoons that they released. And, you know, some of them I, I bought at the movies and all that as a collector. I definitely want to have this piece of pop culture memorabilia, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I completely agree with you. I mean, um, I, I'm kind of like shaking my head. I know they kind of, they gave us, this really is, I have to say, they gave us the opportunity to see Zack Snyder's copy. Um, will we be able to get anything further than that? That's, to me, is that's still up in the ear. I, 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 I hope, I hope. But there's never any guarantees, depending, you know, what you're going to do with that. That's how I look at it from my perspective on that. Yeah, because Warner Brothers, I don't know. They don't seem to get their heads together more than than Marvel Studios. So, I mean, a lot of Marvel movies were being done by Sony at the time until Marvel took the reins and said, hey, we're opening up our own studio. We are going to kick it off properly and we're going to start off Marvel Studios. And that's when they dropped the first Iron Man. Now, I'm not saying there wasn't a Marvel movie before. and. Right. And, and, and I know people are going to say, well, Barry, there's, uh, like, no, no, there was Marvel movies before. Yes, granted. A lot of them were, you know, we as fans, we just had to take what we got and enjoy that we saw something close to it. The best Not Marvel the movie street, everyone forgets, yeah, exactly. The best Marvel movie everyone forgets, in my opinion, is Blade. Blade exactly. was the one that kicked it off, right? This is prior to Marvel Studios, and we'll get back to Justice League, but Blade was the one that... When Wesley Snipes went, he was looking to do two projects. So he was looking originally at Black Panther and Blade. And, you know, through negotiation with his Sun Ra Productions, he turned around and decided to go with uh, Blade. Blade. Right? So how it came out, they said, okay, he had less red tape with Blade. Blade was like, let's be real, he was like a D-list character at the time. 
And all Wesley did and his team did was change somewhat the cosmetic look of Blade by giving him, you know, the certain hairstyle, the tattoos, the trench coat, all in black, the glasses. That was it. And, and they gave him a sword instead of spikes, right? That, right. And instead of a motorcycle, he had a, he had a charger, I think it was, a car. Mm, right? Yeah. That, that, that's it. The origin story is pretty much, you know, word for word how it is in the book, except for instead of making his mom um, a lady of the night, you know, she, right. she was just like someone else. But that's it. That, 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 that's his origin and how it came about. And, you know, first movie, Blade, okay, boom, right? You saw the little thing, Marvel, you know, yeah, at the very at the end. end. Yeah, at the end. I remember telling a lot of my friends saying, hey, that's a Marvel character. Like, what are you talking about, Barry? Blade? Blade's a great, fantastic movie. People didn't even realize it was a Marvel character, a comic book character. People thought it was like just his original idea of a vampire, and they were loving it. So it was funny how they just kind of roped him in. When the second Blade movie came out, Marvel at the very beginning. Right. Oh, yeah. For all the successes. And, and a lot of people did. confused, like, we need Marvel. And I'm like, man, you, you got to know your source material. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Marvel did that because, you know, again, it was, it's, it's a D character. You said it, you said it, you said it exactly. Blade, um, Blade to them was a D character. It wasn't that popular. So they basically said, you know what, we're going to do it, but we're just kind of attaching ourselves at the anchor of it just to say we're there, just for, you know, just for their own, you know, legal legality of it. But yes. After the success of that, Listen, we need to put that to the front. What? Let's get the lights. Get that light. We need it higher. Get up. Bigger. Bigger. No, I need to see the full screen. Thank you. <laughs> that was it. That's Dolby sound. Exactly. <laughs> the audience is now deaf. Exactly what it was. So, and this is what I'm thinking. Like, it's great. Warner Brothers owns DC Comics, but I think DC's got to step over their own studio if they want to get their properties done properly. No pun intended. No, you no, know. No. So this brings me back like, with the whole Zack Snyder universe. So we've talked about it and, and to give you people, uh, you know, everyone that's listening and thank you for tuning in. So once again, please like, subscribe, share, tell everyone, you know, look for our, uh, our we'll put a link at the end of the video. Uh, it's going to have our Facebook page. It's going to have our Instagram page. You know, we're always going to put little tidbits up there, pictures of us doing what we're doing, what we like, things we hear, see within the industry. So, you know, you can use it as kind of your news outlet. We're going to start getting that going. So please go ahead and mm -hmm. do that. Um, and, you know, follow us individual on our own media. So we're going to have all the links there so you can catch up with, you know, my comedy stylings, Rod's DJ stylings, how that mm -hmm. mishmash and crisscrosses at times. So we're definitely oh, yeah. doing that. Getting back to uh, Justice League. So the Justice League, I mean, they, that, that team was, and I have my notes here, you know, uh, it, it goes back all the way back to like February of 1962. 1962 is when they brought these characters all together to form the Justice League. I think they made their first appearance, if I'm correct, in the Brave and the Bold before they had their own kind of offshoot issue. And the reason they brought them together is because they wanted to have a team book. They saw what was happening over at Marvel. They had all these characters like, okay, how can we do another book with sales and bring that up? Hey, let's right. bring some of these popular characters together, help bring up some of the other characters. Um, and, and that was the run of the Justice League. And the Justice League had the original one, had, you know, uh, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, they're known Wonder as the Woman. Trinity, yep. the three yep. main founding members, and every story arc has those because they all have their certain archetypes, uh, along with Martian Manhunter, Flash, Aquaman, you know, these were the the main characters that came across in that in Green Lantern. Sorry, I almost forgot about Green that. Lantern. I'm about to say Green Lantern, yep. Right, so these were the original ones. So mm -hmm. let's see 
how does that the Snyder first as everyone's calling it now this is the Snyder verse yeah holds up with you know the original so let me let me pick your brain Rob. so you, you watch the movie I watched the movie got it you all got watching it. know it so we're gonna yep. break it down so first of all as we mentioned in the last video flash I, I like how they utilize flash more in Zack Snyder's yeah than in um Joss Whedon's he was less of uh, a cornball goof yeah you know? he was definitely more comic relief if anything and even then it was even like more was just like more of a forceful comic relief in Josh Whedon's one and it's like like okay you're you're putting jokes or you're doing things that make you like stop stop talking stop talking <laughs> you're just just like you're you're more annoying me now just 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 yes just be someone red zooming by I'll accept that I'll, I'll right. take that just don't right. say anything just zoom by in red I'll take that at that point with with that with that version but in the Zack Snyder universe yeah, he definitely, uh, again, watching it again, you're seeing certain things, like um, even on the, the first inter interaction with him when he was getting the job at yes. the, uh, the, dog, the dog store, he clearly stated, yeah, I'm an intern, or I'm getting, you know, I'm interning at, um, at the crime lab and stuff like that, or my, my, my job profession is like, I want to be a crime lab, a crime lab, especially, you know, universe, not universe, but that entity right, and right. that type of department and so forth. So again, they made sure that was there. To me, if I recall with Josh Whedon, you don't hear nothing about, you know, crime lab until the very end when he's like, dad, hey, I got a job. Uh, you know, it's a foot in the door. Like, so we've never seen anything or heard anything to say no it, was a, it, was, it was a thought process yes. coming from there. So it's like, I was like, we know, the, we know the source material. We know that's what's supposed to be happening. Absolutely. And, and it makes better sense now that in Zack Snyder, like, yeah, you're right. We're going to be picking off everybody individually. But with Flash, him showing that at least he has maybe not a detective type of mind, but he's, he's, he's at least he's, he's a thinker. Like yes. at a certain point later on when they were all together trying to discuss if they're going, you know, how to, I don't even say how, should they revive Superman and everything like that? He's mm -hmm. there talking, again, in reality, He's, he, well, I guess he's about the same age. No. Would you consider him the same age as a uh, cyborg? Because you know what? I, I'm trying to, trying to think of that. Because I was about to say he was the youngest one there, but he really wasn't the youngest. He's one of the two youngest. He's one of the two between, youngest, exactly. It's um, between him and, and cyborg. But I, I, that's what I'm trying to figure out who is. Uh, that's a good question. And that's where it comes in because cyborg, you know, originally his appearance was George Perez's version of the Teen Titans. I think it was like volume three, volume four of the Teen Titans yeah. when they brought them in. And key word was teen, right? So Cyborg was a teenager. Cyborg, you know, this one, they put him in uh, a university. college or university. Originally, yeah. he was uh, high school, uh, or maybe it was college, but he was still a teenager mm -hmm. when he first made his appearance. So, yeah, that's a that's a good question. I don't know what he is. I, he's, he's definitely close in age. I'm just not sure if he's older or younger. I would imagine he's just a tad older, right? Yeah. Because he's looking to go into, that he's Correct. studying, Right, and he had to pay for his tuition, so this is why he was working all the jobs, like his dad said. Uh, so he, he's probably just maybe he just finished, and he's just paying off his tuition and and just kind of floating until he gets his foot in the door. So I would right. put him as older than Cyborg. Right, but here's the part. Well, yeah. this this is perfect because at that point, I took it that he was able to have enough confidence that he can talk in the same room, feel that he's he's accepted at the table to talk yes. with Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman. Uh, 
Cyborg is there, but I mean, at least Cyborg had the, has he has the intellect due to the apocalypse type of you know integration, right? Because now of the mother he's box, talking yes. with the mother box. He's now talking with someone with some clout. Yes, and then you have Barry. So yeah. at least he was able to have a conversation with them at that time. I felt like okay, we now can see that you may not be the, the quickest one at the table in a, in a mental sense of it. You know what I mean? But right. he can still stand and they can accept like, okay, Barry, what do you have to say? And like, hmm, we'll take, we'll take your thoughts into consideration versus like, why is he really here again? Why is he <laughs> really here again? Type of scenario. So I appreciated that with this particular version that at least for, for him, they gave him some kind of, like you said, growth. They gave him the ability to seem like he is, he is heart of the JL. That yeah, he's just not a goofball that just runs fast. Exactly. Exactly. In, in this one, you're right. You, you, and I think the reason, I, and I like how Ezra Miller plays him. Okay. I don't mm. like the way Ezra Miller runs, <laughs> but I, I like. I even get last. Oh, yeah, but I like that. the way he Ooh. plays him. Right, because it, if you always look at him, he always seems distracted. But when you run that fast, the world you you think faster. So because we think faster, his that's what he says at certain lines. is like, hey, guys, you know what? I, I see where this conversation is going, but I don't want to say it. I'm not going to say it. I know what was going to be said, but I don't want to say it. Showing that he already had the conversation. He's already, plot, you know, he's already plotted it out in his mind, but he right. just didn't want to say it. Um, another time is when he, when he meets Bruce Wayne for the first time, mm-hmm. right? He's there talking to Bruce Wayne. And when, you know, Bruce throws a batarang, he puts it all together. Like in that right. one... That- Hundred second, second, yes. You know, he realized who he is, and so forth. Yeah, because you watch that scene, you see Bruce is throwing it. Okay, he comes off fast. He starts throwing. It slows down because Flash now is kicking into his the, using the speed force. Speed force, and okay. and he and he has enough time to look at the battering, look at Bruce, and then in the background you see Bruce's jacket, his coat barely moving, and he's right. barely moving, and he has enough time to look at him, and it's like. He's Batman. I've heard of Batman. Batman's over in Gotham City. What's, you know, okay, I didn't know who Bruce Wayne was, but I know who Batman was. Oh, right. hold on. Let me get this here. It's like, so, and then he has a, a perfect breakdown of his powers. He breaks down his powers. He breaks down the speed force. So he's given yeah. some research into all of that while working four jobs, as his dad would put it, right. you know, because he's had other, he's having other jobs. He's not like he had one and lost them. He's doing them all at the same time. His dad doesn't know about his powers. Right. Because his dad's like, how do you find the time to do it? So if you're working in a dog place and you're taking the dogs for a walk, for Flash, that's no problem, right? He, right. he just needs money to keep bringing in food into yeah. his system and right. for his research and for what he's trying to do with his dad. So I like that they covered his dad, uh, the death of his mom, mm-hmm. him knowing, fiercely knowing that his dad is innocent, right? right? Um, him with his costume... You know, yes. I want to see more research, like, you know, and hopefully they'll do that in a solo Flash movie where he got the materials to make his costume, why he went to get it, you know. But right. it, yeah. it was a breakdown of the costume. So it, it, it opens up to a lot of things. And, and you know, I, I, I said it was a lot better how he interacted with the team. It, it shows right. that he can, he is a thinker, you know. So, so even going with the closing aspect of it, when he was in the dog, the dog store and when iris 
we're going to, we haven't got a name for her, but we're yes. going to definitely go that it's supposed to be Iris. We know it's supposed yes. to be Iris, but it is. It supposed, hasn't yes. been, I know it's supposed to be, yes. but it hasn't been officially said in the name. Like she hasn't right. said her name right. is Iris. Um, or did she? No, she did not. No, she did not. Um, but the fact is his action, how he realized that happened, how he just turned on a quick of a dial and was able to say, okay, I got to get outside. The shoes, basically, he tore himself out of his shoes. Yes. He tore himself out of his shoes. Then he's walking, he's running barefoot. Then we come back for the first time you see him flip-flopping through the air. I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that, the running, I don't, it, he looks like he's skating more than he's running. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's, uh, that's, that, I, that's my only eh about the character. Right. right? Like, as a <clears throat> runner, I want to see someone run. That, that, when I say run, I mean, uh, I've done track and field. I've, I've seen track stars run. I watch the Olympics and watch other events. You see their style. You see their form. You know how they have to keep their head down. You know, Ezra Miller has the body of a sprinter. That's what Flash is. Flash is not a long-distance runner. Uh, but even then, if you look at long-distance runners, you look at sprinters, you know, they, they, they're very slim. They might have muscular mm-hmm. legs, right? A, a good representation of a runner you know, running, even in a cartoon, the best one I've seen is the uh, Animatrix. So that, you know, the Matrix cartoon series. Right. It came out years ago. They had little short stories. If you watch the very last one, there's one where the guy running, he's got dreads and he's, and he, the whole thing is about him running. And then he kind of, you know, he was crippled, but he's got flashbacks of him oh, running. Yeah. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. And, and the way they made him run, it, it, the form, they really took time to do that. Um, <clears throat> so... I think See, that's my only thing. I mean, I know they did it intentionally for him to run that way. Uh, right. But I would rather him actually gone with a coach to work on his form so they can actually get the actual form of a runner. So here, here's, here's my breakdown, and this is where the analytics of D kicks in, that I can understand him running like that only when he's running long distance. So if right, you're doing okay. long distance... It's going to take time for your foot to plant. You have all that force out of you. So yes. you're not going from five feet to five feet. You're literally going from here. And the next time your foot should be touching is easily maybe another 10 feet away from it. So you're right. really sprawling for So towards the end, when he is, um, you know what? Let me just refresh my memory. I kind of recall. This is where I get the Josh and Zach now switched up. And Josh, yes, when he was pushing the truck with the family. Right, right. right. And around that time when he's running back in that particular part of the, that old town, that old village, yes. he's running fast. I can expect the long suede kind of run. Right. He's running from one corner of the room to the other type of scenario. Yeah. There's no need for him to be swaying like that. To me, he would have technically, he should have jumped past her so far. Like his legs should not have been swaying up that wide. Yeah. That's, I where, that's where I got the problem that when you're close, so they should have had like at least three different versions of cuts of, of, of styles running of styles, running. of his styles running. Agreed. So that that that's would have been my that that was that I, I picked up and I'm like, okay, all right, okay, all right. But then the <laughs> swaying, then the swaying like you're ice skating, and I'm like, no, yeah. we're, well, we're, you, you're, you hit it. He he looked like he was ice skating instead of running. He's not right. the fastest skater. He's the fastest runner. He's the fastest man alive. But he's supposed to be running. So that that was my only if about it. But mm. I love that they brought in. As I said, so what we know about Flash, right, before we move on. So we know, obviously, Iris West, we know who's cast for it. She's in there. He's met Iris, right? right. 
So it's a matter of now in his own standalone movie, how they'll make him and Iris meet up. We know that he's working in a crime lab. He's got his foot in the door. So we're not sure how much further it's going to be, you know, uh, to get that going. Um, uh, You know, we, we know how his powers operate. Overall, like him, like his thinking, even his, like how he speeds up his healing and all that. So it's showing him different aspects of how he uses his speed force. He knows he's not supposed to hit light speed because at the end, right? And then even let's go, and just for his story arc, at the very end of the movie, where mm-hmm. everything is like desolate, dark sides invaded Earth, you know, Superman's gone evil. Like, yes. You see Flash in a full armor with a faceplate. He's got uh, the goatee going on, and he doesn't say too much. But you you realize that from there, he realizes, oh, man, I got to go back in time to let Bruce Wayne know Lois Lane is the key. Right. That is that is a version of Flashpoint. You know, mm-hmm. we know he's going to touch on Flashpoint. So when he does Flashpoint, and I it's, hope to bring in a version of uh, Professor Zoom, you know, because yeah. they have to. Right, because if you're going to deal with meeting Iris and trying to get his dad free and the death of his mom, we all know that the death of his mom was Professor Zoom and know, Thorn. And, and and here's a perfect point because my head was going along the line. We know that story. We know that story arc. And um, if we go with, you see, this is where you're going to start mixing up. Well, not mixing up, but the Flash TV show. Yes, Barry knows in the sense because at one time he has gone back in time, and yes. which of the you know Grant Garrison of that show said you know that's that's the storyline of that. Now, Ezra, he says, um, I got to be careful how fast I go because it gets a little twitchy when I hit light speed. Yes, right. So to me, I took that. Well, we already know that he like he's he's how is he so? I'm sure he's going to say, oh, "This is my father. I know my father didn't kill my mother." But he's so confirmed that he knows that. Why? Because he probably went in time and he saw that it was Zoom. But, you know, again, that's that's the TV show aspect of it. You know what right. I mean? But I'm wondering if they're going to add that in to his solo to show I, that he knows why his father is, is completely innocent, but he has no way of proving it. He has to do it the legitimate way of proving yes, it in, yes. in now time. Um, and I, I think they can. And, and keep in mind, so in the Flash TV show, Ezra Miller makes an appearance when they do Crisis of Infinite Earths. Correct. That, that was by far like one of the, the best moments DC did. Thank you very much. You you get you get you get the golf clap. You get the golf ultimate clap. Yeah, you get you get the right. So that that's what they did. That was mm-hmm. smart. That was absolutely smart to bring those two flashes together. You had Jay Garrett come over. You had mm-hmm. they're doing Crisis of Infinite Earths. They, so mm-hmm. to me, that tells me that this Justice League is taking place on a different Earth than the CW one. Okay, correct. That's fine. We accept it. We'll accept so it. I mean, look, yeah, they said fifty-two. There was more than fifty-two multiverses in the DC universe. Uh, sorry, fifty-two universes in the DC, uh, you know, multiverse. I think the point is mm-hmm. so that means CW one universe. Okay, cool. Right. And they had their different universes because originally Supergirl was on one, Flash on another, Arrow right. uh, was on the same one as Flash. Uh, he was the same one as Flash, yeah. yeah, yeah. Was only Supergirl was on the opposite one. That was right, and and Black Light and Black Lightning. And Black Lightning, he was a separate one as well. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So right, so this is why. Um, so when Ezra comes over, we know that he's from the Snyderverse, and these are where these heroes are. It's all canon. Okay, got it. So I want him to really deal with his own Professor Zoom, who is going to be, how it's going to come about. It's going to be 
that would be fire to me, right? We don't need to rehash the Flash's origin. They covered a lot of it in Justice League, so don't give us a whole movie on an origin. Just do a quick flashback, get everyone up to speed. Let's jump in on the story, see how Barry deals with meeting Iris, possibly meeting a Wally younger way before he gets the powers, you know, and then dealing with Zuma. Now, I know he's supposed to run and he's doing his version of Flashpoint. Michael Keaton's supposed to come in to reprise his role of Batman. So it's supposed to be Ben Affleck, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton's not sure because of different things, script, timing um, mm-hmm. for the yeah, project. Yeah. So, you know, uh, and, and going back and forth. And I'm okay. And uh, the only thing, and I mean, as this is a fan. So the only thing I would hope for, if they're really going to go that far, let's say Michael Keaton can't make it. We know on the CW one, they brought in Kevin Conley. Kevin Conley, yep. Right, the be Batman. Uh, a lot of people know about this guy. A lot of people don't. My, my person for Batman who gets overlooked, you know, when we have these big discussions is Kevin Potter. So, great. Right, do you know Kevin Potter? The name, the name, I'm just trying to remember which Batman he was, um, did he represent? So was. He, he doesn't do any of the TV ones. Generally, yeah. if you watch any of the videos done by Batman okay. and his son. Okay. Right? Yeah. So if you watch City of Scars, yeah. um, they just came up with a new one right now. The name escapes me, but if you, do, if you watch City of Scars, he plays Batman. When I, I believe he also played Batman in... Uh, um, it, it's a whole bunch of them. So if you go back to Sun, look at their website, you'll see Kevin Potter playing Batman. The One of the guys who directs it and is behind it, his name is Aaron, he usually plays Nightwing or he plays the Joker in some of these Get ones. It. Okay. Right. And they, they are fire. I mean, like the, the Batman one is about, about almost half an hour. The City of Scars is about half an hour. Their newest one they just came up with is, is about uh, the same thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and they brought in a, so he it'd be cool to give him he's an actor mm, yes, he, yes he's he's got the look of bruce wayne and batman uh, it'd be cool if they just put him in the suit and let him come in you know i think and i could be wrong i have to double check my notes that there's an older video called um uh batman versus predator and i think he was in that playing batman he yeah so he's been around he, for, he, yeah he's been around for a couple of yeah so he, he's done that one um, yeah, if you ever watch the superhero beatdowns when they bring in a Batman character, generally speaking, it's Kevin Potter that's playing Batman. Right? So mm-hmm. that, that, that's where it comes in. Flash, Flashpoint is going to be interesting, you know, depending how they do it. Uh, I, I pray that they, you know, overall stay with the Snyderverse, what the arc he set, because this is really going to give them a good push into what it is. Is any franchise perfect? No, mm-hmm. but this one is really good character-driven-wise, story-wise, arc-wise. I like what I see. I like what I hear. I, I like how it looks. So I'm, I'm all for that. So we've covered Flash. You know how Flash is going to be. Flash yep. is the one. And, and, and just last point, Flash knows when he hits light speed, he said things go strange. When you saw right. Flash, we had to run to touch the cube, the mother box, yep. to activate it. In Snyder's verse, sorry, Joss Whedon, he just runs, touches it, it, at the same time it hits That's the water, it goes. Right. In Zach's, he runs, but the cube hit the water first. And then because he starts hitting light speed, it starts to come back up back. slowly. So he's almost rewinding time. Yes. That's and then he saying. hits he it and pushes it back in. Yeah. So he knows what he can do. Mm-hmm. So Zack Snyder's Flash, version of the Flash, to me, absolutely. I, I would say that character is, you know, way... It gets it gets a check mark. Got it. Yep, definitely, definitely, definitely. Right. All right. Uh, another character they brought. Oh, excuse me. Sleeper. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Ryan Choi. Yes. Right. So for those who don't know, you have Ray Palmer, who's on DC Legends of Tomorrow. 
I know you. everyone looks at Ray Palmer like the DC version almost of, you know, Legends of Tomorrow, Iron Man, because he's got the suit, the suit shrinks mm-hmm. him close to it. So Ray Palmer was the original Adam. Yes, he does shrink, but he doesn't have a power suit like Iron Man to fly around. That's how they portrayed him. That's their version of him. But right. everything else is they pretty much hit. He's a scientist. He, he makes that, he finds the, the white dwarf star. He puts it in a belt and it causes him to shrink and grow and, you know, it gives him like strength and so, which is cool. Right. Second Adam, once Ray Palmer gives up for various reasons, you know, he walks away from the role uh, because he had the death, uh, uh, sorry, not the death of his wife, but his wife becomes a murderer. <laughs> his wife murders elongated man's wife in a storyline, you know, in, in the comic books. So he has a little bit of a breakdown, walks away, but he's also a professor and Ryan Choi knows him. So Ryan Choi is a professor himself. Mm-hmm. So in Zach's verse, Ryan Choi is the Adam, well, going to be Adam, because they say the key lines of, well, how's your studies going with nanotechnology? Ah, that means you will shrink. <laughs> just saying. Just it's saying. like, it's like, it's like you're jumping in a pool. There's shrinkage. <laughs> you will shrink, son. Be prepared, be prepared, be prepared. Be prepared. So Ryan Choi has a good run in, you know, when he has the Adam, they have, they gave him a comic book series and he had his run. And in his run, you know, he fought uh, uh, Giganta. You see her more in the Justice League Unlimited. You know, it almost seems like they have, a, or they have a relationship or they start to have a relationship, even though she's a villain, but she's trying to go good. And, you know, and it's uh, the whole, the jokes. I mean, she grows, he shrinks. Um, but in a comic book, he's a professor uh, at a school. So he's a university professor. University, yeah. You know, he comes across Ray's work he ends up taking up the, the mantle of the atom. He's very smart, extremely smart. I mean, even though, he, and I said, I'm not saying because he's a teacher, he's not smart, but he's like a scientist, really, but he's, he's teaching level, science yeah. mm-hmm. uh, at, at, at a university level to his class. And he's a very kind of an easygoing professor. But at the same time, when you look at his personal, ha- personal history, you know, he's, you know, he's versed in the martial arts because his parents pushed him to be, you know, they said strong mind, strong body. That was their, their, their yeah. mantra. The mantra. Yeah. Right? So, you know, they brought him in. Now, did they bring in a costume or anything like that? No, but possibility is there, mm-hmm. right? You know, he see obviously he knows about the Justice League. I mean, everyone's worldwide oh, now, right? Exactly, exactly, exactly. He's working so, on nanotechnology. He's at Star Labs. I'm about to say Star Labs. Yeah, that there's a connection right there. So, so definitely, it's a great thing that uh, Zach was able to put in that Easter egg. So, yes. just giving us the fans who may not for those who don't know but letting us know once you hear the name ryan and ryan Chai, Choi, to be like oh oh this is what they're okay so i'll clap again i see what you're doing i see what you're doing you're slipping in and you're just slipping the card and that's it so i'm happy with, with that i mean again we also like also he was in the uh legend of tomorrow like like dario was saying legends of tomorrow so he was you know the up-and-coming one you know to continue the mantle uh adam on there but it's good to do this without the here's here's a scenario i'm trying to figure out with ryan right are they going to because we know he him as the second adam yeah are they going to consider him the second adam and try to make some kind of base that ray ray palmer was had already existed in that particular world oh because technically ryan is the number two so we could definitely jump over and kind of go that route and just claim him to be the first one that could do that but if you're going to say that, I I will like it that they um, they make them number two, number two, 
Just right. make him as Adam. But he has a connection and some knowledge. Ryan yes. has his own knowledge of Ray Palmer. And say, I yes. know Ray Palmer's work, and this is what he does. Didn't know to the length of the research of the, you know, of the projects and the stuff that Ray Palmer did. Right. Realized, hey, we work in a similar field, whatever the case would be. And then realizing that this is a person who, you know, who's been taking care of the world on that end. I could definitely, you know, the mantle's been passed on to me. The similarity is in our, in our, in our, in our works are very similar to realizing, oh, they're exactly the same. You can take on the mantle. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yep. Um, and, and look, I mean, but of course it's going to seem like they're copying, but it, because they brought in Ryan and not Ray, they're going to have to somewhat do it that way to just pay homage to the original person. This, this is what I'm saying. Exactly. So I think, yeah. And when I say they have, they're, they're copying Marvel, I'm not saying Marvel, they, they copied Marvel's character. No, I'm just saying when Marvel came up with the Ant-Man, right? Right. The, the, you know, they had uh, Michael Douglas was the original Ant-Man. They did flashback to say, okay, he, well, he already existed. Him and his wife was the wasp. Here are some of the missions they did for the government. And they showed footage of them. And then right. they brought in the character who's generally the second Ant-Man. Exactly. So everyone knows exactly. the second Ant-Man. And the right. original one, Michael Douglas's character what, that he portrays is still mm -hmm. there. Right. So it's almost going to be like that. So it would be nice if Ryan comes across his technology or Ryan's technology is very similar. Mm -hmm. And then he finds out what Ray and right, either finds his notes, uh, comes across him at some point you know, and, and brings him in, maybe brings him back because there's a whole storyline called uh, Sword of the Atom where, you know, this is back, uh, I think, like 90s, where 90s, Ray Palmer just got fed up with a lot of stuff going on, you know, this is after, and, and he walked away from the, the world and he just shrunk down and he stayed shrunk, but he shrunk down so small that he ended up in a kind of a, uh, you know, Microverse. Marvel says microverse, but he goes into their kind of version of that. And it's like a, bar, it's like a sword and sorcery tale. Mm -hmm. that, you know, it's, he's running around there with his costume, but he's got a loincloth over the costume, so to speak, right? That's draping down to his, his legs, and he's riding like a an ant or something like that, or another kind of mon a creature, and he's got a sword, and it, it it's really like a, he, he just goes full-out barbarian. It's called Sword of the Atom, yeah. right? And so it'd be nice that if the original Atom, sorry, is still around, maybe Ryan Choi turns around, has to say, look, I found his notes, Something happened. I'm going to go and see if I can find him. Has his own set of adventures. Hey, you're here. What are you doing here? Well, this happened. I didn't want to go back. Oh, okay. Right. He either I'll brings be... him back or at least he knows where to find him if he needs guidance. Move right. on. You know, that's, that's, a very, that's a very nice takeaway. Because, again, that's right. When, on that arc, he was gone for a while. So, again, during this time that Bruce is looking for allies, finding the Flash, finding Aquaman and Wonder Woman, cyborg again maybe he just um but again that was lex who had found it's from yeah. um lex who had found them so basically maybe no one had found ray palmer but ray yes. palmer could actually be alive and actually kicking but just i'm not doing i'm not really i'm the scientist but really and truly adam is really more of a scientist versus yeah. a superhero yep so that could, that's that's a very nice that's a very nice conversation we're having yep. right now. And, and and with movies being made right now, I mean, we all know the Shazam movie. Sorry, the Black Adam movie with Dwayne Johnson is being made, mm -hmm. right? In that movie, they're bringing in Hawkman. Okay, got it. Mm -hmm. So Hawkman always reincarnates. That's the one they're going with. That he reincarnates over the years, and in the comic books, Hawkman, who's like a, and they're doing the space version of Hawkman from Thanagar. So okay, that cool. Hawkman is 
uh, best friends with Ray Palmer. The two of them even had a title together. It was called Hawkman and the Atom. It, it ran, that was a title. It wasn't Hawkman and Hawk Girl, it was Hawkman and the Atom. And they had their own adventures uh, at the time because the two of them are truly best friends in and out of costume. Right. So if they, if, you know, and this is really stretching that if they're going that route and they're bringing in those characters, then maybe the Atom might come back and cross with, you know, Hawkman and you know, present day and we'll see. But that's, that's one stretch, but I'm like the fact that they at least planted the seed there. Mm -hmm. He, I know he's not big enough to have his own movie, the Adam, I mean, he's got a lot of history. He won't have his own movie, but if they do like one of their DC one shot cartoons with him, you know, straight to streaming services or like DVD or Blu-ray. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Water break. <laughs> Water break. <laughs> then, then um, I think that's where they can go and kind of gate some more history for the character. Right and gain some more followers, bring in those loyal followers, and bring and bring new followers, so that when if they by all fingers crossed do another Justice League movie, come on Warner Brothers, that that's where the Atom can come in and shine with that nanotechnology, right? So we got him, right? Right. Uh, another character that kind of snuck under the radar was John Jones, the Martian Manhunter. Yes. 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 What What did you think of this character? So. I mean, like how they brought him. We, well, here's the scenario: it, there was oh. there was always rumors that that um, the general was Martian Manhunter in in Man of Steel. Yes, that he was there, and that was it. But supposedly, maybe those particular cuts hit the hit the hit the cutting floor, so we never actually saw the transformation or making any type of connection and so forth. So I'm quite happy that. Snyder may have cut that in Man of Steel, but he was actually able to bring it back and let us see and let us know that John was there. So I'm, I'm quite happy with that. Um, I personally was a little, I was, I was a little hurt in the sense that you are here talking to Mar, talking to, um, talking to Lois as Martha, right. bring her in, and that's great. So we can see you for the first few seconds. That's great, and then you disappeared. Mm. But if you yeah, maybe I shouldn't have stayed out at, at the end when he was like saying, yeah, maybe I should have, I shouldn't have stayed hidden or, you know, I should have came down and helped. I'm like, at some point you should realize that this particular thing that these guys were doing was nearly, it's a world catastrophe that's like, it's just, it's going to happen. Like, it's if you want to consider this place yeah. your home, mm -hmm. yeah, if this place, if you want to consider this place to be your, where you're going to put up your roots, you may want to just like, put me in coach. Who are you? Don't worry about it. I may be, I may be your ace player. Just put me on the coach. At least let the coach, like Bruce, know what I got. Another guy here to throw on, and let's figure out what we could do. That, no, he just waited to the end. So I was a little like, in that part of the writing, I was a little bit like, I wish they used them earlier. I really wish they used them, and yeah. just see if they could have utilized them. Maybe you know, because um, the scenario is, Marshman Hunter is supposed to be as strong as Superman. Yes. So I can understand writing-wise, you, if you had him, there wouldn't be no need to push forward with the story to try to revive Superman. Uh, yeah. you, you know what I mean? If you're, if you're going to say that, so at least at that time, they would have done the research, find out who he is, and realize, oh, you're this strong? Okay, maybe we don't need Kal-El, Kal -El, and we just need to bring him back. And no, they would still need just, Superman. Well, I, this is what I'm saying. I think they would, but if they, if you're gonna say that John is this 
powerful being who should be able to handle his own, mm. there wouldn't be no need to bring him back. So to bring him in. So I can understand that at that point, I said it would have been best not to show us that he was even there because that really is the only time you see him and then at the end. Right. Um, okay, so my take on it is like, okay, I like seeing him. I, 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 so that I means, want to see him. I get you saying. All or nothing. It, it, all it, or nothing. It didn't really add nothing. It didn't add. It just more, was more confusion in the sense like, if you're here, so why aren't you doing something? Okay, so we're going to get into the psychology of this character. So, yes, so, so first of all, you're right. Martian Manhunter, he was there in Man of Steel because he was a general. They did rumor, make a rumor about it, and, you know, it was Zach saying, well, he was supposed to be in my movie, um, and it and never case came about. So I, I, I see how they're trying to portray the Martian Manhunter. So give you some history on Martian Manhunter, uh, for those watching, if you don't know. Martian Manhunter, last Martian on Earth, okay? So you had two fractions of Martians, the, the green Martians and the white Martians. The White Martians were their warrior caste, and the Green Martians were more your, your farmers, your philosophers, your poets. They were not fighters. This is why they had the White Martians. The White Martians were their, their fighting army. Both have the same general, same powers, but, you know, their mentalities are different. It's asking a poet to go and pick up a gun. It's not going to happen, right, so to speak. Um, so when the uh, the white martians turned on the the, the green martians mm-hmm. there was a you know civil war kind of went on broke out okay martian manhunter escapes he, he ends up so he loses his wife and he loses his kids mm-hmm. he sees them you know there's fire everywhere everyone's getting burned everyone's getting shot killed whatever he escapes ends up on earth when he gets to earth he comes obviously in his human form sorry not human form his no, martian his form martian form yeah right so the green skin the the elongated head everything so he comes to earth that way he and he tries to communicate because he's not a fighter per se even though he's on par with superman he's not a fighter john is he's learned to fight and take on that role but initially he came here as he was a scholar more more or less so he got captured by the american army uh you know taken to area 51 right (laughs) or, or some facility that they had him in and you know they yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he ran past. I like you. So you got your you got your yeah watchtower. I got mine. Um, right. He ran. You know they ran tests on him. They kept him as a prisoner. He didn't really see anything. It was only one particular professor who was studying him that was very humane to him, right. and and tried to really communicate with him and reach him. And he didn't realize. You know the professor all the time is talking to him, not realizing that John's already picked up the English language. Right. Because John didn't want anyone to know that he under, couldn't understand what they were saying. He just right. said, it's better for me not to say anything. And he just sat there. Uh, and he took whatever they had to take, you know. And then when he finally revealed himself to the professor, the professor was like, you, you can speak? It's like, I, I could understand everything you were saying. I see you're a good man. I know what their intentions are, um, you know. And they used to have, like, um, like deep, physio- you know, uh, philosophy chats, mm-hmm. just the two of them. Of course, the professor was older, so the professor ended up passing away. He had a heart attack. John said, okay, well, there's no other reason for me to stay here. Let me get out. Let me see what's happening in the world. I've learned a lot from the professor. He used to play chess every night. Let me get out of there and, and see more of what's going on. And that's where you find out that, one, so strength-wise, physically, yes, he's on par with Superman. He has, uh, you know, Martian breath instead of, you know, super breath. He has Martian vision instead of supervision yeah. or x-ray vision like Superman has. Unlike Superman, 
He's a mind reader, like Charles Xavier. So he can read minds, he can communicate the telepathically. Right. And he's a shape changer. Right. So he has all that going for him. So he, he doesn't change a human shape to human shape. He, he can change into any creature he sees. So he can turn into a, a dragon if he wanted to, which they show on, you know, in certain series if you, if you read them or watch them. Um, so he's got, those are his cast of powers. His weakness for the longest time has been fire. You know, fire makes him weak. As they explained, you know, more later than earlier. Earlier it was like, oh, fire. Oh my God, fire. Okay, I'm weak. I've lost all my strength. It's not a physical thing about fire. It's a psychological thing because he saw his family die that way. So every time he sees fire, he freezes. It freezes. And that's why it seems like it does his damage because he automatically, he, he himself kind of turns off his own powers. Right. So he takes the tumps. So um, for him, like when Man of Steel, if you go back and you watch Man of Steel again, and you watch, I said, you watch Man of Steel, you watch Batman versus Superman, and you watch uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, and you see these little, the, the little nuances here and there. And when he shows up, you can understand now his motivation because he took that role. And then John Jones doesn't have just one, Martian Manhunter doesn't have just one identity. You know, right. in this one, he's a general. But in the comic book, he's a old man. He's the one he's really known for is John Jones, right? Not John Jones. So he's John Jones, and he's a detective. In Metropolis or in Gotham, you know, and he's joined the police force trying to use his powers to help solve crimes and, 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 and just really try to see the good in humanity, the bad humanity, and trying to really be that, that person to kind of separate the two. So, you know, he's taken on multiple. So in this one, it was nice to see him take on a general. He, that means he's in the army. He understands the war. He didn't think that the heroes could have gotten it together. He's like, I'm not going to jump out there. I see what happens if, you know what it is, I'm probably better trying to convince them to coordinate certain efforts. And that's what his whole thing was. So that's why I, I yeah, I wanted, of course, him to jump in to be there. But at the same mm -hmm. time, I, I can understand why he was more laid back, not laid back, but he was more in the background trying to do yeah. behind what the they scenes, really, behind the, scenes. behind the scenes. So what they really need to do is hopefully they do another Justice League movie with, with Zach's vision and bring in the Martian Manhunter and let him explain to the team and to the people watching why he wasn't there as much. Or maybe he was there and we just didn't notice because he can also turn invisible, right? So he, you could see his motivation. Like when he saw what happened with the heroes and everything broke down, right? He went there and he saw Lois. He knew Lois needed that. He could pick up on that emotion that feeling mm -hmm. and plus with his military contacts he can you know it's no it's, it's a simple thing for him to talk to lois's dad i mean lois's dad is a general hey general how's your daughter doing oh she hasn't gone to work in a long time oh okay <laughs> yep so i'll be back it, 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 it comes in he, you know he gets her going because he he's just trying to do what's right for the world mm -hmm. instead of a one-on-one -on -one basis at times um does he even with him there power wise where they still need superman Yes, because Superman is the symbol of hope. He's the motivation. He's he's the one that the common man's gonna look at and go, ah, Superman's here. You know, Batman. Right. He, he he incites fear. Flash has always been kind of hidden. Cyborg, right. when people see him, freak out. So he's he's not gonna be the one to make people stand up, right? And Wonder Woman. Yes, even though she's inspirational, she decided to walk away for years yeah. after the death of Steve Trevor. 
yeah. right? In the first Super Wonder Woman movie. So people really don't know about her. You, you hear certain things happen. Even in Wonder Woman 1984, she does things, but she always makes sure she's out of camera shot, right? right? Superman was the first metahuman to show up and say, hey, I'm, I'm here, here for you. And people like, okay, well, we don't like you. We distrust you. If you remember Man of Steel, we're arresting you. Okay, put the cuffs on me. It's like, and he snaps the cuffs like, you could have got out any time? Yeah, I just let yeah. you put them on because it made you feel comfortable. He's really trying to come up with an open-hand policy to say, I'm not a threat to you. Right. Right? So, John Jones, you know, I mean, I liked how he showed up. Um, I wish, obviously, I saw more of him acting with the team because if yeah. you really go back, and John Jones, sorry, Marsha Manhunter was also one of the original ones back in 1962 who was written onto the team. Right. And if you really follow Justice League from volume one up to today and all the, you know, the, 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 the retcons they did, Martian Manhunter is the center and cement of the Justice League. He's the one, he's the rock. Superman is the inspiration for men, but John Jones, Martian Manhunter, is the inspiration for the team to exist. He's the glue that holds them together. Right? Yeah, basically, he's like, he's like, he's like the conscious. It's like it's like yes. a conscience in the sense of, of basic like putting putting the people first and not and kind of being the the, the, the conscious of making sure the team doesn't overstep their boundaries. Yes. They have this omnipotent power, which in reality, like we've seen in other particular illustrations of of Justice League and so forth, where huh. they say, You guys are super power beings. Like really what is to stop you from deciding to go injustice and it Ultraman in our eyeball, and we should, like, you know, <laughs> if anything's possible. So, yes, it is. Martian, Martian Manhunter is the glue, the conscience, the person who's the level headed to kind of like bring down people and just bring them. The, 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 he who is not human is one of the most humane people on the team. Nailed it. Absolutely. That's, that's, Absolutely. That's and, and if he came up more, um, I, the only difference would have been would have been nice is if he was in there, then he would have to take more of what Bruce Wayne was doing of trying to get the team saying they need to come together. Faith, that's where he could have really stepped in, right? So hopefully mm -hmm. going forward, like he sees it, what the team did, he right. sees how they came about, and he says, "I'm gonna be there for you in the future." He, he recognizes that he wasn't there; he's gonna be there for them in the future. Right. So I want to see him grow into that role, right? Because, but and that's that's exactly it because. Although Bruce is Bruce Wayne, the character has this humane side. Um, it was definitely right. <laughs> he was definitely in the Snyder Cut. He was definitely more humane and just trying to make sure that listen, this is what we need to do for this planet. We need to take care for humanity and, and stuff like that. There's yep. there's something coming down the pipeline. Um, again, like I said in, in our last one. That I like this this cut of him because the first one he just was the angry Batman. Yeah. Batman versus uh, Batman versus Superman, yeah. and uh, he he was just angry, and there was no need for the there was no need for the anger. There was like never twenty four seven. He seemed to be angry unless he was uh, as soon as he was out of the costume, he was like, okay. And as soon as he was in the costume, he was angry all the time. Yeah. Yes, is he driven by anger and a vow he made? Absolutely, but he's not angry twenty four seven. Correct. But I think a lot of people take it that when they saw that, you know, they read the comic book, The Dark Knight Returns by Frank Miller, everyone's like, oh man, he's, he's angry. He's this, he's gritty. Yeah, he's gritty. He's not yes, angry right. all the time. And, and when he deals with certain people, yes, he, when he has to deal with a criminal, he's not going to be nice to you. 
<laughs> you chose if you're this about path. To shoot, stab, cap, you know, rape somebody, beat some, you know, and, and he's fed up with God. Yeah, he's about to crack some bones so you might not walk properly again. Because you chose that path. It's my, it's my path to correct your path by any yep. means necessary. Yeah, he's the, he's, the, he's, the, he's the reaction to their actions. That's exactly what it is. Right. That's, so, yeah, we, we, we went deep on that one. But that's, that, that's it. It's, 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 um, Okay, I'm trying to bring it back to Martian Manhunter, but yes, Batman, yeah. Batman is basically, um, he's not, I'm happy that he wasn't, he wasn't portrayed as being so angry. You start yeah. to see, like I said before, you start to see the, the detective. Yes, the, the detective, the tactician, that, that's his strong part. So hold on, so before we go mm-hmm. a bit mm-hmm. further, so Martian Manhunter, overall, like that he's finally in there. He's finally made his big screen debut. You know, he was on the CW Supergirl that he came in for, and that's where fans would see him. And and, and I know, yes, he did show up one time before in the Justice League made-for-TV movie years ago. Um, Oh, my gosh. So we like this version of him. (laughs) We like this one. We happy with this version of him. You know, I like his look. I like how they made the costume, his transformations. Uh, you know, it was nice reveal and, and his use of his power. So looking forward to seeing him. So, all right. So we're touching on this. So let's go into Batman. Which, which clearly, you were happier with Batman in this role. I mean, this yeah. run. Yeah. In, in this run, I, I was happy with Batman because Batman, we saw, we saw the type of Batman that we expected. We expected to have a tactician. Yes. who just had at least have a plan and how to execute it and so forth. And it wasn't really just kind of like, I have a plan, and we're just going to go in gun blazing. No, I need to have this. Now, I will admit that the the first one on Josh Wiesen with the figuring out that a, a particular you know, a, a particular frequency would irritate the uh, the parademons and how to you know, utilize that. Yeah. They didn't use that in this one. No. And, and I was like, okay, but him being tactical in the sense of okay, we need to have the we need we need to have the mother boxes. We need to um, search for that. How to set up the team? You know, listen, I'm going in first, and although he did that in, in the first one, but at mm-hmm. least being tactical in the sense like I'm going to go in, I'm going to draw them out, whatever. So at least he was being this is this is this is the field. This is the play that I feel that we need to do. I'm going to do this play, and this is what we're going to go for. You know, and tell everybody, okay, right. do this, do that. And, you know, at least I like that. Um, the, the, the grittiness, and we'll go for that, that he wasn't angry. He was gritty. Like, he knew that, you know, he had to be, he had to be strong for, to succeed, but to, to, to fulfill the task at hand, he right. had to be strong with it. But he wasn't angry. And I was quite happy with that. So at least he gave you, he gave you that, 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 that connection at the very, no, we won't get to we won't get to that part. Today. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. right. So, so yeah. So I, I, I see where you're going. I like all that. I like the fact that, you know, on what I didn't catch, maybe that's me that just missed it. When I watched the Joss Whedon one, right? And you saw Batman working. You see Bruce Wayne with Alfred working on the aircraft carrier that yes. he was working on. That's going to carry the team. You know, mm-hmm. he's just working on it. One of them walks in. Okay, yeah. I always thought that was in a part of the Batcave, right? I always thought okay, they're in the Batcave the whole time and Batman was working on that troop transport because he needed it and was getting it ready. So there was, okay, when you watch, you know, uh, Josh, uh, sorry, Zach's, you realize 
he's at a different location than the Batcave altogether. He's off-site in a hangar that he's bought with a whole lot of security that he's actually building that tanker, sorry, that aircraft troop carrier there. So he's nowhere near the Batcave. And when they panned back and they showed his car that he picked up, um, you know, he was going to use to pick up Barry Allen, that Mercedes that was all the way in the back. And then he had another car there and you saw Alfred and I'm like, wait a minute, this isn't the Batcave, you know? I thought this thing was in the Batcave the whole time. No. <laughs> so. No, I was just saying, I'm about to say that. I'm happy for that because, okay, we got to understand that Bruce <laughs> Wayne is a multi-billionaire. We understand from our Buku source bucks. material, Bucks. We understand that Bruce Wayne does not have only one location. No, exactly. He never had one location. No. So it was perfect that, okay, we got a second one. That only, that just proves to me that for, for him, he realizes, listen, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna have, if I'm gonna have my air carrier, I need, I need, I need access to it. Um, I need some place to store it. Maybe the cave he has currently is not big enough for that. Which nope. you can clearly see, it doesn't because how are you going to get it in and out? So it made sense. It was it was properly thought out that if he's going yes. to have this ship, this this flying machine, he needs to have this stored somewhere. What's the possibility of not having to go back all the way to the country to get something, some parts, whatever the case would be? Just an example of working out. You haven't it there. You haven't come out for. Bruce probably bought the building right beside. Put the parts, how the port, parts, you know, deliver there. No one understands there's an alleyway underneath that bring the parts over to where he really needs it, and no one sees it. But, again, this just shows the dynamic and the thought process of saying, okay, Bruce Wayne is a guy who has, who has money, he has ducats, he has Munero, and he's, like, saying, I need more than one place to stash my toys. Yeah, exactly. See, and, and this now, this might be seen as a stretch, right? But I'm still sticking with this, this one. This brings me back to, okay, so we know that he's a, a billionaire, okay? Years mm-hmm. ago, he was a millionaire. He's always at the top tier of whatever it is, Val. Probably when we are now, you know, in another plane and we've done our time here on Earth and we've moved on, you know, our great, great, great grandkids will be reading about Batman. He's going to be a trillionaire. Trillionaire, right. Right? So, back, so this goes back to, you know, Adam West, rest in peace, and Burt Ward, okay? Mm-hmm. When Adam West was Batman, with Burt Ward being Robin, mm-hmm. okay? And if you remember the TV show, yeah, right, they were they million dollar. It was a million dollar episodes, and and the sets were you know a lot of money or a million dollar uh, sets. Anyways, if you look at the Batcave, the Batcave had in the Bat computer, right? Mm-hmm. You know the slides and the Batmobile. That that that's it. But in the show, Batman did have a helicopter, and he did have a boat. Not at the cave. He kept the helicopter at an airfield. Now, I know in the TV show, I'm going to make it, you know, more campy, but it was at an airfield that Bruce Wayne, you know, had, had the hel- or Batman had the helicopter at an airfield and it was paid for and, and had its own security so no one would mess with it. So if he needed it, he would drive out to the airport to get his helicopter, to get the Batcopter to fly it out. Same thing with the boat. The boat was kept on a dock. It was taken care of. And he would get down there, drive down, jump out. So if, you, if you're not sure about that, I mean, if anyone can't remember the series, you can always watch... Um, uh, Batman the movie, right? And mm-hmm. and look for the one with Burt Ward and Adam West, the movie, and you'll see it. They show the boat in the movie, and you see them leaving from a dock. You see them use the helicopter. You see them use the Batmobile, the Batcycle, all, uh, you know, and the Batcycle was Batman on it, and they had a sidecar for Robin. So all of that was used in there, and they were made toys of back in the day by Mattel or Hot Wheels. And But 
so this almost goes back to that, where you have the cave and the cave only keeps the car, right? And the plane or the troop transport that he had is at another location that is private security and he, and he has the whole thing. As you said, it's probably got tunnels that people, he can go in and out, no one can see him. He's got the buildings all around probably bought to keep it as cover. You know, he, he's got it covered. He owns six satellites. Yeah, exactly. You own satellites? So at this point, if you got enough coin for a satellite, mm -hmm. I don't think it might be problem. It won't be a problem for you to have another four walls and a ceiling. I'm just saying. Oh, oh that's it. <laughs> you know, and even with the Christopher Nolan um, trilogy with uh, Batman, okay, with Christian Bale, they yes, touched on yeah. that. So they had, to, even though it wasn't t fully fleshed out of how we know it, he had a bat cave, mm -hmm. right? And that's where he kept the tumbler, his Batmobile. Yeah. Um, you know, then he had one in the city. If you remember the second movie, he had his Batcave, so to speak, in the city because the house was being rebuilt after the first one. So in Christopher right. Nolan's one, the house yeah. got burnt down. So yeah. then he, Bruce was living in a condo in the city, which goes back to Batman in the 70s uh, in the comic books, right? With uh, Dennis O'Neill, who was, I think, was writing here behind it, where they had Bruce Wayne in a penthouse. And how it was is that it had like the two towers and the penthouses at the very top. And it had a, a tube that would jump all the way down into the ground where his makeshift bat cave was, but it was hidden inside of this huge giant tree. So no one would see him going up or down, you know, Hey, the seventies were a hell of a time, man. Um, it, so it, it, that shows, so that Christopher Nolan bat cave was almost reminiscent of that one. Right. And then, you know, at the end of Christopher Nolan's um, run where, you know, um, the, the uh, Jason Gordon Levitt, was taking up the role because Bruce Wayne was gone and he inherited the land. You know, he was taking up, it's like, oh, you should use your middle name. What's your middle name? Oh, oh no. Robin. Oh yeah, Robin. I'm like, oh! So when it came in and he went into the Batcave and you saw this whole plank rising up, that there you could tell at the time was modified, but you don't know what was in it. You know, this costumes were in it, the weapons were in it, you know, access to all this stuff was there. I was like, okay, so this just goes to show you that in Christopher Nolan's, there was a Batcave and there was satellite locations that Batman had. In Batman, the movie with Bruce Ward and Adam West and the TV series, he had locations like different hangers for his, his, his gadgets that he needed. And this goes back to the same thing of that, like you can't keep this here, but mm -hmm. this is where you could be at. So Batman being less angry, more of a tactician, uh, really focusing on getting the team together, recognizing everyone's weaknesses and strengths and trying to work to them together. You know, he really went out of his way to really get this team going. And that was his journey that was his way of saying sorry you know Correct. clark i messed Correct. up you Correct. died because of me i saw the good in you i was wrong i'm going to make it yes. right by any means necessary martha why did you say her name <laughs> you know i don't think anyone's ever put that together both of them have moms named martha They're both moms named martha when he said it i was like what do you mean holy crap martha kent martha wayne Wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, oh, as yeah. a hardcore, you know, it's like it's so obvious that you miss it, right? So I was like, right. wow. The first time I was like, wow. <laughs> Everybody talks about Thomas. We don't talk about Martha. Yeah. Talk, Thomas Wayne. We talk about Thomas Wayne more than we talk about Martha Wayne. Well, that's Very it. Really, rarely did her name ever come up like that. So yeah, I fully understand. Yeah, yeah. Can, can you picture if your parents met? You know what I mean? It's like, uh, yeah, uh, I'm Jonathan Kent. Yeah, uh, I'm Thomas Wayne. Yeah, this is my wife Martha. No, this is my wife Martha. Welcome to the Twilight Zone. So, Batman's journey in all this is to keep the team together, to be smart.
and clearly he, he's trying to fund the team too. Like in this, yeah. the Zack Snyder's version, the house is burnt down. Robin is dead. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things that can lead to that happening and he never built it back up. You know, it could have been the Joker who was right. in on that. Um, if it's not the Joker and they're not going to put the, I mean, obviously the Joker was responsible for Robin dying, right? They just mm-hmm. never covered it fully. You see in, you know, Robin's costume there with the ha right. and all that on it. Right. So we know that. Now for that, Bruce Wayne's house burning down, was that part of the Joker? Or, or could have been Bane? Mm. But I like that how he has all that land that no one can see. Like he's got acres on top of acres. Yeah, he's now looking to rebuild it as their first kind of headquarters with the round table, the Justice League table. So that's almost reminiscent of the Justice League when they first formed, and, and more so the Justice Society. Well, you know what? Let me put a pause on that. I want to go yes. back to something because okay. I honestly always had this particular thought that we know the uh, Christopher Nolan Batman came out first before um, this one came out. Yes. Right? Yeah. And at the end of that one, if, I remember, if my recollection is right, that's when um, the house burnt down. Yes. Remember the house, the house burnt down. Right. And and, and um, did they try to? They didn't. They didn't ever touch back if they were going to build it back up. I can't recall. Oh, or, oh, oh, okay. I see what you're saying. I see. Yes, they did. So in the first movie with, I, I, with Christian Bale, yeah, it, it burnt down. Right. It burnt down. Yes. The second movie, they're still working on building it back up. The third movie, they did build it back. They because did? at the okay. end, right, so it was back there, and at the very end of the movie where Bruce Wayne, remember they're saying, okay, we're going through the list of everything of Bruce Wayne's assets because he's died. We have everything accounted for except for the pearls. Those are the pearls that Catwoman stole at the beginning of the movie. Those were his mom's pearls. They couldn't find it. You see, uh, yes, because I, I actually, I, don't, I, I guess I, I was recollecting that I knew he was in the house. I couldn't remember if that was his house. I thought it was a second house. No, that was, that was the original okay. location. And okay, so when Bruce Wayne went, he turned around and he gifted the house to the city for orphans. Right. Yes, yes. So yes, that's yes. how they ended it up with the houses for orphans. But then, you know, a, a, a Jace, uh, Gordon Levitt's character went through the cave to become Batman. So hopefully he sealed it off because boys like to explore. And if they find a secret place yeah. to go, and then, you know, where he might take up being Robin, he might be Nightwing, he might become Batman he will have a new Robin, right? So Christopher Nolan's ending um, left open a lot of possibilities of how they can go. Yeah. This Batman, yes, the house, and I get what you're saying. You thought it was always burnt down until this one, so. Yeah, I could remember. I was just wondering, I've always thought it could, that could have been a, a connection, but it's been so long, so that's why. But anyways, yes, let's not forget that one. Let's go back, right, go back right. to so, that, sorry. Going back, in, because the original Justice League headquarters was in, a, it was in Happy Harbor, it was in the side of a mountain, and that's mm-hmm. where they established themselves. Right. And, and why that might sound familiar, if anyone's following, if you watch the cartoon Young Justice, right. that's where their headquarters is now. That was the original Justice League's headquarters in the comic book. Right. Right. Who had their, their, their headquarters in a house, per se, you know, was the Justice Society of America, which yeah. existed before the Justice League. So they were similar heroes on Earth 2, still going through World War II. Mm-hmm. Right, so you had their Batman who was a little bit older. You had their Superman who was older and married, um, you know. And we can cover that in another video. But uh, so that's where that round table comes in. But at least it shows some significance right there and, and where it can be. And then 
going further into the, you know, we'll cover the whole end piece after, but that's, that's where it was. That's, that's where it was for me. So that's, that, that was Batman's journey. Um, so now we're going into Superman's. Okay. So let's go. No, let's go into Cyborg's journey. So Cyborg, what do you think of Cyborg coming into the Justice League? Well, I mean, I kind of going with the whole concept with uh, Barry Allen and, you know, Barry Allen being young. So yes. I was like, I know it was definitely, I took it that it was definitely, this was more marketing in the sense of trying to tie uh, Cyborg. So the young people who know him from the Teen Titans cartoon show and everything like that, you're going to have that stuff association to that. I liked, I, I liked Cyborg there. I took him, he was a little bit, not angry, he was gritty, yeah. but understanding postmortem of his, his mother dying, feeling yeah. neglected from his father, yeah. uh, feeling like, you know what, um, I do all this stuff to uh, please you and everything like that, and you don't appreciate any of, of my actions you know, along that line. So having that, that struggle type of family dynamic, mm-hmm. um, it was brought out. It was brought out. I I finally was I brought I finally was if I finally was, was decent. It was decent. Like I could accept I can accept, you know, the way he carried himself on that. So I liked it with that. Um and then later on when he started to more mellow out slash yes. start to accept what has happened to him and understand that his father did it to save his life, that he loved him. And realizing that accepting the, the, the opportunity he has with this power now, this is a new gift. This is he's thinking as a curse. He always accepted it as a curse. He always accepted yes. it as a curse and not realizing, you know, it's a gift. And now realizing how he can ad- actually utilize that to his benefit, not to his benefit, but how he can accept it. Yeah. I, I realized uh, that, was a, that was a good journey that we knew from the Josh mm-hmm. Whedon. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't so clearly, it wasn't smoothed out as, as clearly, as, as cleanly as it was in that. Right. Okay. So, I, I, so that, that's, those are the differences that I, I definitely, I definitely took, um, I took with that. And I, and I appreciate, I appreciate the, the cyborg character on here. I, 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 he, fit, he, he fits well. He fits well. Having that, to me, is still that young guy. So now you have the older, the older warriors. Batman yes. and Wonder Woman, and you have the new ones who may be older, which is Aquaman. Yeah, but he's still he's still a new a new warrior, a new superhero. And then you have Cyborg, and then and a Flash pulling in the rear, pulling in as the uh, as the 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 next generation of superheroes. Right. right. So I I like that 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 the the three different tiers in there, and an understanding that you know what he's going to learn something off of you guys. So I, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that actually. So yeah. Yeah. I, I think so. I think a lot of people relate to that because yeah. it, it happens. It, that happens in real life where you, you're trying to always as a child, please your parents. And then sometimes you might connect more with one parent. The other parent is happy with you, proud of you, but they don't know how to express it themselves. So they're a little bit further back. So I think they really express that very well with his dad, uh, his mom, you know, it was nice to see his mom in the movie. Yes. Granted, 100%. It mm-hmm. was nice to see the family dynamic breakdown in a movie. It was mm-hmm. nice to show him and as his football career. Um, and they even mentioned that, okay, your boy is a genius. He's like super smart, you know, and he's got two parents that are doctors. So it's almost like coming up with the Huxtables without Bill Crosby having his, have some jello pudding. Mm-hmm. 
what, she fell asleep? I don't know what happened. So uh, it, it was nice to see all that play about. Cyborg's first time, he, Cyborg's more of a new hero. Out of all the heroes they showed, you know, uh, yeah. Cyborg is like a brand new hero. Cyborg only came to late in the 80s. You know, with Marv Wolfman and George Perez when they started doing Teen Titans, that's and Cyborg, he was a lot. Basic story was there. Um, mm-hmm. He was a lot. You know, the whole thing with his mom passing away, his dad making him that way, the anger towards his dad that carried on for a while. Um, you know, he was a lot. And I say weaker. I don't mean weaker as in person, but I'm talking power wise. Like power wise, he just had super strength. He was he wasn't able to fly. He wasn't right. able to connect into computers the way he does now with the internet, but things have gone forward. So I understand the changes and I, and I agree with that. Um, you know, he had a sonic cannon, you know, and then his whole thing was, well, this is my body. His body even looked differently. He had more human flesh on his body, right? So if you would see him, he'd almost look like he was wearing a metal vest, right? Sleeves would be, you have his, his, his arms all the way up to here to his sleeves, you know, um, and, and, and that's how it would be. And he still had more of a hair piece. He had some hair, you know. Right. So, uh, you know, he had more of a human features, human body. His body didn't look so mechanical. It really looked more human. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, they, they brought Cyborg in. This is not his first time on TV. They brought him in before. Not this actor, but in Smallville was his first Smallville. appearance. Yes. Right. And in Smallville, he looked totally human, which mm-hmm. I was like, oh, come on. But then there was one scene where a flash happened and it almost gave, or they, they did an x-ray of his body. And when they did the x-ray, they actually showed his classical look under the x-ray scope. And I was like, oh! So it was like they put fake flesh over it to make him look more human so you fit in better. But that was how they kind of passed it off in Smallville, right? So they gave him all his powers without having to worry about him getting in all this makeup or costume. Um, the character himself, the second, I liked it. You know, you know, the second time he came on too as well. You ever, you, have you seen on Doom? Doom Patrol? Sorry, Doom Patrol? Oh, sorry. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, Doom Patrol. Yes. Doom so Patrol. That, that one definitely had that one definitely had more of his classic look, you know, yes. as well. Yes. That definitely, they did try to portray that as well. So, uh, just I only want to bring it up because you were talking about the classic look. And I was like, right, right. You know what? No, no. Good for correcting me. I, I totally so, <laughs> don't forget about Doom Patrol. Know. Yeah. But, um, so, you know, he, he I, I like it. I wish he had a little bit more of his classic look. And I, and that's why I liked about the Joss Whedon film. And hear me out. On Joss Whedon, you see him go from one look and then he morphs his, his body into a more yes. normal look. And, and Zach's, he always stayed in that kind of robotic mod, body all the way to the very end. Right. You know, that's that's the only tidbit for me. You know, but beyond that, I, I liked how they portrayed how he goes into the digital world, how he sees himself in the digital world, how mm-hmm. he carries the amount of power and access he has. So nothing can stop him. No, no firewall, no encryption, no, you know. And in the comic books, you show that progression too because for years, Cyborg was part of the Teen Titans. And then they changed to the Titans and Cyborg was always there. And Cyborg was one of, the, one of the few characters that they turned around and said, hey, you're at this level. You should come and join the Justice League. Right. He was you an know? older character. He was an older character. He was actually old. He was an older character. He was like an older teen, if anything, as a Teen Titan. He wasn't like the same age as everybody else. He was no, 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 no. There was a variance in, in ages, but what I mean is that at one point they turned around and they actually offered him membership yeah. into the Justice League. And I know yeah. it kind of went back and forth, and I was collecting this run where he was doing both teams at the same time. Then he finally joined that team. There was a whole thing where they morphed his body because he merged with something else, and Cyborg was taking over the whole world. It was like almost like a miniseries within one of the in a crossover yeah. with. Uh, Titans versus Justice League, 
and they wanted the, 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 you know, he lost all his humanity. He just went full like robot mode, taking over the world and right. they had to work together. So it was like all the Justice League with the Titans, with Young Justice, with um, the Justice Society had to go up against Cyborg. It was, it was a rough couple of issues. I'm like, okay. So it shows you his level that he's at. So I was glad to see him there. Um, you know, I wish he had a baby bed to mention of knowing some of the other heroes or knowing of them because it would be, he would be cool as a liaison character to t- talk about one of the Robins. Talk about Beast Boy, right? Because right. in, in him and Beast Boy are, are best friends. So it would be, you know, but uh, I liked his journey. I mean, I liked all the characters' journey, but I mean, how they really handled Cyborg was nice to find out that he started angry. He blamed his dad for, you know, his dad always neglecting him. The death of his mom, he put that on his dad, right. you know, because that's where she took her eyes off the road. He's like, if you were there, she wouldn't have died. So right. seeing his feelings before towards his dad, about his dad, and that added on to it, that added on his story arc, him having those dark thoughts of like, well, it doesn't matter if I die or not. And then having something to live for and saying, okay, you know, and then finally listen to his dad's last words. It's like, okay, I talked to you as a scientist. Now I'm going to talk to you as a father. And that was a good ending for that character. I mean, I don't think Cyborg, he doesn't have a big rogues gallery, so he can't no. really, I, I've never, he couldn't do his own standalone um, movie or even short cartoon or something like that because he doesn't have a rogues gallery that he can really go off to. His rogues gallery is either with the Titans or it's with the Justice League. He's never really right. been a one-off Probably character. No. Yeah, so you know, DC really needs to fi- figure out something as a decent rogue for him, maybe build up his own rogues gallery to get, and bring back a miniseries, test them out, see, see your waters, especially with the popularity of what's going on. Um, yeah. So that that's, you know, for Cyborg. So it leaves us now, Wonder Woman. Aquaman. Well, we talked about, you know, we, we, well, got, we, we touched her we touched her for a second. We could continue there, but we got Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Superman. Yeah, yeah. And and those characters, I mean, I, I gave more light to the, some of the other characters because I think they needed the light. Superman mm-hmm. stands for what Superman is. You know, we talked about this in part one and Superman, his journey, Lois mm-hmm. uh, being pregnant. So that's going to be interesting. Um, right. Wh- what a lot of people, okay, so this one I want to talk about, and then we're going to go into the ending. I know this one went a little bit long, but oh, it's, all good. it's so much in there. So in 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 the beginning, when they, when Darkseid first shows up to get the uh you know just take over the planet and all the heroes unite you know right. i mean all those classes so you have the humans with the atlanteans with um the uh uh sorry it was man atlanteans uh, oh, and amazon. the amazons, amazons right? yeah and there was space warriors one, and there was a green lantern one, one, one green lantern one green well, lantern made made the- one green lantern for sector 2814 that's the sector we're in is 2814 right and then, yeah. and this is, and this is, this is the exact version. I think in Josh there were two or three. There was, there was right. more than one in that right. one. Right. And I do remember that. Right. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I'm just, just trying so to remember that. So when Darkseid first shows up, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, then Zax, you know, chops off the Green Lantern's uh, hand, kills a Green Lantern, the ring flies off. He, oh, he almost grabbed the ring, and the ring flew off. Right. Right, who the ring go to? Don't know. So that would be an interesting story to see how that ring, what happened to that ring after, right? Because it went back either to Oa or it found someone on Earth or someone within the sector that was worthy of the ring to be the new Green Lantern. They have to right. go for training. So, and then see how it got passed on because that ring itself would be a good scenario to bring in the Green Lantern and to say, okay, this ring was this hero who was on Earth who died during this war and it passed to this person, to this person, to this person. Now you have this person's ring. The ring has its own memory of what happened 
you know, with, yeah. Um, th then we go into the future scene where they bring in another Green Lantern, but this Lantern was dead. I'm not sure if you caught it. He was on the ground where this is a future scene where you see Superman there over the Hall of Justice, the building's all broken. Yeah. Yeah, it was Kilowog. It was. Yeah. Kilowog from the Green Lantern Corps. That was his body. That was there. So what I find is interesting because, yes, Kilowog at one point did join the Justice League, but and he was on Earth. And then at one point, even when he left, the you know, when the, the Green Lantern Corps kind of, uh, you know. Disbanded. Disbanded, ended, and that's the whole thing. Uh, Kilowog stayed on Earth without any powers, and he, but he's very mechanical, tech savvy, smart. So he would, mm -hmm. he would make all the gear, fix all the gear at their headquarters. Um, what happened to Hal Jordan? You know, so was Hal Jordan supposed to be around? Is John Stewart supposed to be around? You know, is Kyle Reiner supposed to be around? Right? No, those are three of the main, you know, Green Lanterns on Earth. I know there's more, but those are the ones. So. Right or any of them there, that's that's another story in itself. But the possibilities are out there. Does that bring in the Manhunters? And we will do something on the Manhunters, trust me. Um, uh, so that opens a lot of stuff up. You know, I liked how it showed a lot of the secondary characters. I showed, when I say secondary characters, you see what happens with Wonder Woman's mom, right? You see Queen Mero, uh, Mera, Queen Mera uh, from, you know, Atlantis and Volko through Atlantis. You know how they interact. I like there was a lot more Jeremy Irons playing Alfred. Yeah, it was. You know, so all these things worked for me. You know, I lost my stuff. So now we're gonna get to the ending. I know this is a little bit long, but we're gonna take your time, enjoy, have a coffee. Um, we now the ending. Mm -hmm. So the ending of the movie. You know, Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor is out. He escaped prison. Right. He's on his nice yacht. Boat shows up. See a guy come up. That's my boy. Deathstroke the Terminator. What? What? Anyone? That's. <sighs> that is. He is one of my favorite villains. Anti hero, villain, whatever you want to call him. That he character he's one of my favorites deathstroke and and you know let's put it this way without deathstroke there'd be no deadpool complete facts complete facts one was definitely copied off the other you know mm -hmm. deathstroke's name is slade wilson deadpool's name is wade wilson wade. Mm -hmm. the, 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 the the creator of deadpool said yeah well we kind of took you know we wanted to make a funnier version of deathstroke so we made Deadpool. Like they claimed out and came out and did it. They almost had to go to court for it, you know, because mm -hmm. it was so similar. You know, they both used to run with swords. And anyways, so when you see uh, Mike Mangola comes up, and first of all, the costume is like almost it's comic book worthy. It's like dead on of what he should look like. The actor playing him had the stature. They gave him the gray hair, the little goatee, the look that I I was like, oh, so costume dead on, costume off dead on. This version opens up where it shows you how smart Lex is, right? Lex in the original, you know, Batman versus Superman found a little, like, -me -me, you know, but this one, he he was all about, okay, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm, okay, yeah, well, I got some information. What, what, what? Oh, well, Batman? He's Bruce Wayne. <laughs> and no more conversation. Just, 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 
less talking. It's it's no it's yeah. It was very popcorn in the in the first one. It was kind of like slightly annoying. Like you're supposed to be a super genius, I understand, but you're like you're huh? just being more annoying than anything else. Right, but you know it's like yeah, yeah. He's, but, he's, but he's this one playing. is good. Yeah, exactly. And it's like Deathstroke said, "Okay, we got something to talk about. Get the champagne." <laughs> yeah, I got that thing to do. You know, I, I like that he had the two female Lex Luthor had the two female bodyguards in the background. So that's mm-hmm. like what I had in the in his book there. It's Mercy and uh, I can't remember the other one's name, but oh, I always remember Mercy. I always remember Mercy. Yeah, because Mercy is the one that's still around up to now. The other one, and if she ends up dying, but there's a whole storyline on her. But the two of them were always there. So he had his bodyguards, so to speak. This is why he, he's a you got Deathstroke, the killer showing up man you know uh so deathstroke showing up and it's like yeah we should have a league of our own I, you know I, bruce wayne so i like that that they're, they're bringing in the, the 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 league of super you know the, the legion of doom because it's right. lex luther that's you know it's getting all their villains together he, he called out it's batman so we don't know how that's gonna play out right right uh i i and 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 i heard you know through the internet and everything and all what i've been looking up that the, the standalone Batman movie would have been fire, in my opinion. The one with Ben Affleck. Right. Because it would have been Ben Affleck. It would have been uh, Mike Mangola playing, you know, uh, um, uh, Deathstroke. So it would have been Batman fighting Deathstroke. The, the theme of it would have been more of a horror-based theme, right? With the action right. still happening, right? Um, and they would have brought in Batgirl. They okay. would... They, so I don't know if they would have brought in the the traditional Barbara Gordon Batgirl or it w- and, and if she would have been older or if they would have brought in one of the, the Cassandra Kane, the newer Batgirl, but they would have brought in Batgirl, right? Which, you know, a lot of fans say, oh, Robin. Okay, well, Robin, we know is dead. So maybe they would have brought in one of the characters to play one of the new Robins coming up. But that that movie and, and the actors were excited. They just couldn't get on, you know, the studio right. didn't get. Going on that. You know what, even going back to what you're saying, man, I mean, DC just needs to, DC needs to just make, take, just take the reins and just start their own DCU. Yes. And, 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 and literally do that. If they want to call it DCU slash call it Zach, uh, Snyderverse, go ahead. But you know that after this rendition, this is where they're going to have to, it, like, it's, it's, the the, the the meat and potatoes are right there in a plate yes. in front of you. Yes. Everything is right there in front of you. This, this, is, this is this is the mash it up. This is the best time to do it. Mash it up, man. Because Suicide Squad is still in that same universe. There's 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 it, this is the time. Like they, they they need to with everything that's going on in the world, someone needs to be in an office right now trying to get this figured out. I don't I have no problem. I have no problem, not to sound harsh, everybody, and I'm sure if you agree with me after I say it, we have no problem waiting another two years for another DCU movie to come out. If it's three years, but we know going forward, it's going to be as close to emulate what the MCU did. Yes. That, 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 that they they yes. have to start. We have to have our, they, they have to have their own Iron Man. And, yeah. and, and, if, you, and if you don't do it with Batman, I don't know who else you should do it with, but you need to start it and get that going right now. But it's already started. That's the whole thing, and they're going to walk away from it. So, you know, and then the ending of this movie. So once again, we talked about it last time. It was like the, mm-hmm. the end scene where you see all the heroes and some of the villains together teaming up, and they all know who they are, you know. 
Um, the Joker's there. So we know Destro, sorry, Darkseid has come back. He's doing it old school. He's invaded the earth. The heroes have lost. He's looking for the anti-life equation. He knows it's on earth. He's, he's not going to leave earth until he absolutely finds it. Right. And then you see Batman with the Joker, with Cyborg, with Flash, with, uh, Mira, um, mm-hmm. you know, all, all, all working together. And, and it, you could see that Batman and Deathstroke have a, a understanding. They, they seem yeah. to be somewhat more friends than the Joker is. And Batman even promises, is like, you know, Joker keeps trying to push his buttons all the time. And Batman, exactly. like, he busts out some, some F-bombs on him. And he's like, you know what? Harley made me one promise. She promised that when I kill you, I'll kill you slowly. And I will effing do it. <laughs> I'm like, right. That's where the anger comes in. And I'm like, okay, we're good. Yeah. We'll accept that. We'll accept that. It's so, a valid reason to be angry. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Look, we, so let's just say, if you want to read anything right now, we're going to end this up. Or we're going to, if you got some uh, reading recommendations, uh, we're going to post them on our, our Facebook and Instagram page, but I'll, whatever can rattle off the top of the dome here, I'll let mm-hmm. you know. So obviously, yes, I would say read the first couple of issues, read volume one of, of Justice League. That, that was a good one. If you want to really catch a, a cool version of the Justice League, you have to look up, um, uh, oh my God. I, I keep saying that Kevin Smith, uh, uh, Grant Morrison. Grant Morrison mm. did an amazing run on Justice League. You find the Grant Morrison run on Justice League, you're going to be happy. Read um, Justice League that was drawn by George Perez. George Perez did a good few issues where he brings in Dark Side, he brings in the, the Justice Society from Earth Two, uh, and it's a whole crossover issue with the, the re, you know, Dark Side because he dies, he comes back. That is a good uh, story to read right there. If you want to understand more about Dark Side, read Jack Kirby's Volume One of the New Gods. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, check out volume one of Mr. Miracle. So you can have, it feels it a little bit more with the history, um, you know, uh, with, with those characters. And I said, you know, as you heard us talk about the sort of the atom, that's another good one. Um, uh, you know, Christ of the infinite earths is another good, one. there's a lot of reading material you can get from that. Uh, Titans, uh, you know, with Marv Wolfman and George Perez. So that one will go into the Titans season, you know, um, and what's happening with Cyborg Justice League. So you read those, Volume 1, Issues 1 to 26 of, you know, Marv Wolfman and George Perez's run was a beautiful run on that, you know, because that's the team that had um, Dick Grayson. So you had Robin, and then you see him transfer, transition to Nightwing at one point. So it's Robin, it's Beast Boy, it's Raven, it's Kid Flash, it's Cyborg, and it's Speedy who uh, and Aqualad. Uh, who joined the team very organized back and forth, but Speedy was uh, uh, his arrow. So, uh, you know, a green arrow sidekick. So you you read those stories, you'll, you'll get a, a good feel of all these characters that you've seen in there. Flash, mm-hmm. you definitely got to read Flashpoint. Yep. No no question about that. Um, you know, Aquaman, you got to read his earlier stuff. Very action-based, you know, uh, Dennis O'Neill he did a lot of action sequences. How he drew it out was really nice. Even Dennis O'Neill's version of um, with with Batman was really well done and changes it. Of course, everyone knows the Dark Knight Returns, but right. with Aquaman, there's there's some good volumes like the last this current run of Aquaman that's going on right now. Um, you know, the new Fifty Two when they kind of redid it and then Rebirth kind of sold it, but they started again. That that was action oriented. A lot of stuff. So Aquaman is not just a guy that talks with fish. So these are some of the ones we're going to put more up on a Facebook page. We're going to put some more up and, and tag them on our, our Instagram page. So if you want to look at some reading material, what we recommend, that's for sure. Thank you for tuning into this long winded episode. Rod, any final thoughts? 
Uh, no, listen, I, you know, everyone, we appreciate your time. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us. And as you can tell, yeah, it may, it, it's not long-winded. Listen, we are, we're passionate. We love what we do and we love talking about these characters and just basically giving our opinion and our thoughts on it. And uh, we're glad that you guys are enjoying yourselves. So please, uh, like you said, if you guys have anything that you like, you want to add and just, you know, you know, just, you know, please feel free, jot it down, put it in the chat, put it down in the message. You know, we'll definitely take a look at it. We'll definitely get back and, we'll, you know, we'll bring it up for next time or anything like that. So please listen, we appreciate your time. We appreciate you guys having fun with us. Uh, I hope you guys had fun because I know I did. I know Barry did. Listen, we, we, this, 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 this is a great, this is a great time. Let's do this. Come on. <laughs> So this is, you know, once again, please like, subscribe, shy, shy, like, subscribe, subscribe, and share. Ugh, I, I got my two, you know, my new tongue yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you know, uh, on YouTube, check us on on Instagram and Facebook, and you know, uh, see the links there to catch up for myself, catch up with Rod. Once again, thank you for tuning in to the Iconist Podcast. What? <laughs> And that's how we turn the page. Have a good day. <laughs>